everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Care Experience, the podcast where we speak to inspiring people who shape health and social care. In each episode, we take a look at people's experiences of Ireland's health and social care services to explore how improvements can be made. I am your host, Tracy O'Carroll, and I head up the National Care Experience Programme. Today, I am joined by Anna Maria Verling and Mary Cregan. You're both very welcome. We're here to discuss the National Maternity Bereavement Experience Survey, which is the first time a national engagement program has been implemented to ask women and their partners about their experiences of bereavement care in Ireland. So can I ask you both maybe to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about why you have found yourselves here today to tell us about the Bereavement Experience Survey. So if I start with yourself, Mary. Well, my name is Mary Cregan. I am one of the founders of Felicon, which is the Stillbirth and Neonatal Death Association of Ireland. And I'm a bereaved mother and grandmother of a baby that was lost through stillbirth at term and the grandmother of a little baby who died neonatally. And I suppose because of my own experience, I was very interested in getting involved in this uh, project due to the fact that I think often the voice of parents aren't heard at the time and this is just an amazing opportunity for parents to be able to feedback about what what they experienced at the time of their baby's death. Okay and Anna Maria? Thanks Tracy. So I'm here as project lead for the National Maternity Bereavement Experience Survey. Prior to this I've worked in the area of pregnancy loss and I've worked as a clinical midwife specialist for over 14 years at Cork University Maternity Hospital and I've also worked in the area of research with the pregnancy loss research group at Cork. And I suppose this was a wonderful opportunity for me full cycle, if you like. I've supported and and advocated for parents who've experienced pregnancy loss for many, many years and always felt that their voice was really important and always wanted to learn from their experience. So when this opportunity came up, it really felt like a good fit for me to look at how I I could get that feedback and how it could make a difference to care. Thanks, Anna Maria. And I suppose as the project lead for the survey, perhaps you can tell us about the survey and who is being encouraged to take part. During development of the maternity experience survey in 2020, I suppose it was highlighted that that survey, which was asking women about their experience of care post, I suppose, normal birth and delivery, that the women who had had bereavement weren't included and really that the survey wasn't appropriate for them and that they would need their own specific standalone survey with questions more appropriate to their care needs. And so the National Care Experience Programme then took on this as a project and so looked at developing a survey specific to bereaved parents' needs. And so we've done this through carrying out a national and international review and we've followed a very rigorous, I suppose, framework, if you like, in terms of developing the survey. And we've engaged with bereaved parents all the ways along because obviously their voice is, is really key to this because from their lived experience, they can guide us in in the development and they did guide us in the development of the survey. So we're asking women who have experienced a second trimester miscarriage from 14 weeks of pregnancy and those who have experienced a stillborn baby or the early neonatal death of a baby in any of Ireland's 19 maternity units and hospitals to take part in the survey. We're looking at women who've had this experience from the 1st of January 2019 to the 31st of December 2021. And the survey is available to be completed for eight weeks and will close on the 31st of October 2022. Now, the survey is a survey that you can access through your experience.ie, but it's a self-selecting online completion survey. Very good. Thank you. And Mary, from your perspective, um, can you explain why you think this survey is so important? 
And again, I suppose primarily as a, a, a bereaved grandmother from within that the time frame that Anne-Marie spoke about, I would hope that the voices of parents will be heard. They have so much to offer, uh, so many insights to provide to the, the people that can actually make a difference. They, you know, we'll expect that, that these voices will be heard and whatever they're saying will be taken on board. So much good care is out there. And so this is what we want to amplify. We want to extend this and any issues that come up for parents then of where they were harmed or where they were upset or hurt, that that would be addressed. There's so many different voices also within this group from 14 week and loss of a baby onto a baby who's died neonatally. Like there's just such different experiences and that we need to hear all of it because they're very profound and they're very traumatizing and they they impact parents for the rest of their life really in different ways. If you get good care, the time your baby dies or you lose your baby in the second trimester, that can actually, I suppose, you know, dictate the trajectory of grief and the, you know, the journey of healing that you will have. And um, that's why we're hoping that their voice we say, look, this was really, really helpful when my baby died, or this really, really upset me. So we're encouraging parents to, to take part. And we know that this isn't going to be easy for them, but it is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Anna Maria, can I just check with you? So you have said from 14 weeks of miscarriage, stillbirth of a baby and early neonatal death are included in the survey. So what I'm hearing is that people who have lost their babies in the first trimester are not included in the survey. Is that correct? Yes, Tracy. Um, I suppose, unfortunately, in this survey, women who've had early pregnancy loss, so first trimester miscarriages, which is up to 12 weeks, molar pregnancy or ectopic pregnancy are not included in this survey. And I suppose the rationale and reasoning behind that is that women who experience early pregnancy loss are often cared for in the community to their GPs. They're cared for um, in outpatient settings in ultrasound departments or in emergency rooms, in hospitals or in gynecological services. So they don't all, they're not all required to be admitted to hospital for care. And the care they receive is specific to their needs, which is just different from that care that would be received by women who've had later losses. It's not in any way, I suppose, to reflect or indicate that their losses don't matter because of course they do. All pregnancy loss matters. It's just that that, the questions that they would need might be very different to the ones that we've included in this survey. And I suppose it's just being mindful of that really. Okay, very good. Mary, from your perspective, as you know, this is a partnership approach. So this is the National Care Experience program is running the National Maternity Bereavement Experience Survey. And this is a partnership between the Department of Health, the Health Services Executive and HICWA, the Health Information and Quality Authority, I should say. What would you like to see achieved from this survey? I would again, as I said earlier, would hope what's less than perfect will be addressed and that the voices of the parents, that the feedback they're giving, it will impact on resource allocation for the bereavement services and also an acknowledgement that the loss of your child is not an event It's actually a process, you know, the once it happens, everything changes and impacts on future pregnancies, impacts on maybe your parenting of the the children that are, you know, if you have other other children already. There could be so many issues that we're hoping really that that parents will be heard for a start and then that their voices, what they have said, will um, will impact on policy and impact on resource allocation. Okay. And Anna Maria, from someone who has been, you know, working in the system as a clinical midwife specialist for over 15 years, what would you like to see come out of this survey? I think for me, I think I speak on behalf of my clinical midwife colleagues around the country that provide the same service, is that you strive to provide the best care possible to women who've experienced losses, their partners and families. And they're going through a a time which is the worst time in their lives, to be truthful, and you want them to have the best care possible. And I would agree with what Mary has said in terms of good care 
can help support women and families grieve. And obviously, in the same way, then if care is suboptimal, then that can impact as well. So I've always felt, I suppose, that the lived experiences of parents, they know this journey. They're the experts in it. And it's after, I suppose, after time that they reflect back and they identify what was supportive for them and maybe what could have been done better. And we need to learn from that, you know, to make our standard of bereavement care in Ireland the best it can possibly be nationally. Great. Thanks, Anna Maria. Mary, just if someone is listening to this today and has experienced or is actually currently going through a pregnancy loss, what advice would you give them? If you're going through a loss at the moment, you probably feel very alone and very vulnerable, but you're not alone. And there are parents who have tread this hard, very hard road before you and they're there to offer support. You're not on your own. And, you know, the, the resources that will be offered to you within the, the hospital, the maternity unit, the Felicon memory box will support you to make whatever memories you can of your little baby in the time you have your little baby with you. If it's a second trimester loss, again, there are different supports. So there's a different memory box that's offered. But to utilise these, no matter how difficult it is, seek the support of the bereavement team that's there and ask them for you know outside supports for when you leave the hospital. If you're farther down the road, what I would say to parents, and this is what I've learned from the years I've been involved professionally as well, is you grieve the loss of your child. You grieve the baby in your own time. You do it in your own way and it's very difficult to resist the pressure that might come on you to return to the person you used to be or to uh, move on or you know if you have another baby you're going to be okay and all the stuff that parents hear and I suppose to protect yourself against that as best you can and remember you're grieving your child in your way and that you're quite entitled to do so there is no normal way of doing it there's no proper way of doing it and the, the feelings of you know sometimes they can be so deep and so hard and very, very upsetting, very frightening and very unexpected for parents that, you know, you're not the only one that has gone through here and to seek the supports. You know, the organisations are there. Uh, the hospital staff are very good in both cases, as I know, while trying to, to find out where exactly we can improve. But there is supports there and don't be on your own. Okay, great. Thank you. Anna Maria, would you like to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, Mary knows this journey very well for, for many reasons. And look, I could concur with everything she says. I think it's important to know for women, you know, currently experiencing loss or who have experienced loss, you know, irrespective of the type of loss you've experienced, there are support resources available. And I know that the Pregnancy and Infant Loss website will guide a lot of people to those resources. And it is important to reach out. Women and couples and families tell us that one of the greatest supports they have besides their own immediate family is engaging with people who understand the journey they've been on. And that's often provided by the the advocacy and support organisations. I think for women who have had a loss, and again, Mary touches on this, your life has changed. Everything has changed. You've changed. And it's about, I suppose, trying to pick up the pieces again and go forward with your life. But you're different. You know, you're meant to be different, really. You know, having had a loss like this and have, having had um, the experience of this very much wanted baby in, in your life that hasn't got to stay with you, then they become part of your life forever. Yeah. And I suppose... The next group of people that we were wondering if you would have any advice for them on how to support people who are going through this loss, Mary, is midwives, consultants, GPs, public health nurses, you know, 
what advice would you give them for caring someone who has experienced a pregnancy loss? Suppose what I've learned over the years is that the staff who are involved with the care of a mother and her partner, the father of the baby and the, the broader family totally underestimate the impact they have on the family that they're caring for. And that can be such a positive experience. Uh, for me, the midwife that named my child and called her Liliana, and, you know, she didn't call her the baby, she was Liliana. The huge impact on me, and that's what I would encourage staff to do, that don't underestimate the impact you're having by your kindness, by your compassion, by acknowledging the baby, by helping the mother and the dad to parent their child, you know, to hold your baby, to see your child as a baby, not a stillborn. Your little infant, if they've died neonatally, you know, as this is your child, this was your child, this will always be your child, and how you can parent this little baby. The, you know, how to be a man, how to be a dad, how to be a sister or brother to a child. We don't know how to do this. We're, we're taking our cue from the staff that are there. And if you are offhand towards the baby, well, the parent will then think, you know, is this right? Am I, you know, are my feelings all wrong in this? I know that in my time back along, that it was the care that was modelled towards my child. And this isn't 2006, that that's helped me, really did help me at the time. And when my grandson died, then at the start of COVID there and then in January of 2020, again, it was the care he got from the bereavement team that helped my daughter to be where she is now and her, her, her husband as well. So that's what I would say is, you know, there's little things you can do about pointing out how beautiful the baby's um, little hands are, or uh, helping them to hold their baby, normalising um, what's going on and calling the baby by their name. Simple things, you know, respecting it, acknowledging the loss of this baby, what it means to the family, what it means to the community. Even you know that this is a little life lost from their local GA club, their local school, whatever, and it is a big deal. You know, it's not something to be just completely brushed aside. Yeah. So I think what I've heard from you both, how important it is, the experience that the support is there and that we build on our current knowledge because the only people who know the full experience are the women and their partners who've gone through this. So it's really important that we encourage as many people as possible to take part in this survey so that we can learn from their experiences to improve the service going forward. So Anna Maria, if somebody wanted to take part, what should they do? So the survey is, is as I've said earlier, it's an online self-selecting survey, so they can access the survey at yourexperience.ie. may seem quite like a long survey, but it's important. And obviously, some of the questions won't be relevant to every experience, but it takes about 30 minutes to complete. And I think if you can find the space and time and understanding that we know it will be difficult, but that your experience and your baby can make a difference to future care for families, I would say definitely, you know, try to complete it if you can. But I know there's no pressure either on people to do that, but we would really, I suppose we can learn so much from those that have the experience to share with us. Okay. And if I leave the parting word to you, Mary, is there anything you would like to say? Maybe just to remind the care staff that look after us when our babies die, that they are such a huge part of our journey and of our memories with with our little baby. And I often think they don't realise the impact they do have and how they are remembered. And often it's with, we know with much love and respect for helping us to honour our baby. And I suppose what I would say to parents then is look away of us to feed this back to professionals and maybe to let people know that when the care wasn't as good as it was, it would be by completing the survey. Like this is a way for us to be heard, a way for us to honour our baby and a way for us to um, to let the staff know what really did help, what really did work and what we need changed. 
Great. Thank you very much, Mary. Anna Maria, just one other question occurs to me. Um, if somebody is listening us listening to us today and they work in the services and they want to hear what was said by the women and you know improve their practices based on that what's the plan around the findings where will we find us what happens with them yeah so we will be reporting on the findings of the survey tracy in spring of 2023 and this report will be available to access on yourexperience.ie Oh, great. Okay, that's good to know. So spring 2023 findings would be in your experience.ie. Great. Thanks a million. So listen, I would like to thank you both very much for giving up your time today. Um, and hopefully we provided a bit of guidance around the National Maternity Bereavement Experience Survey. And if anybody has any questions at all, they're welcome to contact us on info at your experience.ie. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. If you are impacted by any of the stories or issues that we discussed today with regard to pregnancy loss and would like more information or more support, you can get that by contacting the Patient Advocacy Service on www.patientadvocacyservice.ie and we'll have their link beside our podcast. If you'd like to find out more about NCEP's work, please check us out at neuroexperience.ie. Don't forget to subscribe to Let's Talk Care Experience, where you listen to your podcasts so you can get the brand new episode as soon as they are available. If there's any topics that you would like us to discuss on the podcast, please email us at info at Otherwise, from our producer, Trudy Mason, and myself, Tracy O'Carroll, we look forward to the next time. Mm-hmm.